This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 units sold mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. In the last episode, number three, you heard how a blogger used his list to go from zero to $37,000 a month as a software CEO with my guest, Peter Showard. Okay, our guest today is Nick. Now, Nick is a 25-year-old entrepreneur. He's founded several companies. The first, he grew to over $1 million in annual revenue. He then founded a company called Electric Styles with two co-founders, which churns out funky fashion for a new group of trend setters. The company was recently valued at well over $10 million. Nick, are you ready to take us to the top? Let's do it. All right, man. Okay, anything I missed in your bio? Do you want to fill in anything before we go forward? Uh, no, that pretty much uh, covers it. Uh, uh, this is my second successful startup, Electric Styles, and uh, we're, we're growing fast, doing well. I, I see myself uh, doing this for the next half decade at least. Yeah, I love that. Now, Nick and I met each other. I mean, we actually went to high school together, and you know, I was like the nerdy dude that like <laughs> fought the teachers for the extra point on the end of the year exam, and Nick was just like, the social guy that got along with everybody. So this, your success does not surprise me. Yeah, uh, uh, same goes to you, Nathan. <laughs> well, okay. So walk us through the business. Electric Styles. Tell us what you're focused on selling, and then I want to dig into how you're selling it. Cool. Yeah. So um, at Electric Styles, we uh, we sell an awesome collection of uh, light up clothing, ranging from LED shoes to light up hoodies to light up ties. Um, we we primarily sell to the uh, uh, the kind of electronic dance music and music uh, festival scene that's uh, blowing up across the nation right now. Um, but we're actually also starting to get a lot of sales to uh, you know people that are just wanting to enhance their nightlife when they're out about at night. Got it. And walk me through. Uh, so it's closed. You've got kind of um, uh, batteries running through well, a little battery pack. You run through it. It lights the things up. It's in the EDM space. Walk me through how you are. Where are you selling these? Are they in retail locations or is it online? Sure. So um, we're actually uh, pretty much entirely online. Um, I, I'd say 99% of our business is online. We probably do the occasional wholesale order to like an offline retailer, um, but it's almost exclusively online. So we sell on our website. Um, we have some drop shippers and some wholesalers that also have their own uh, websites that they sell our products on. And then we also sell on all of the marketplaces out there, eBay, Amazon, um, Etsy. We actually started on uh, just Etsy uh, selling bras on there selling like one bra a day. And uh, now we're way past that. Uh, I think we just broke our 100,000 unit sold mark. Awesome. That's about yeah, 65,000 customers that we've uh, sold to. Last year, we did $1.25 million. And this year, we're on track for about two and a half million. That's great. And so you just gave me a lot of information. I want to break it down. First off, bras on Etsy. Yeah, I know, right? You, I, uh, I mean, tell, what, what, talk, talk me through that funnel. When, when I joined the team, um, I, I came into their, their apartment slash office and they had just 300 bras <laughs> lining, lining the apartment. I'm like, okay, you guys, are, you guys got your product. Uh, okay, let's see if we can sell these. Yeah, Etsy's very, very interesting because, you know, it's this kind of like handcrafted, uh, you know, uh, 
one of a kind, unique kind of website where people go to find these kind of things that you know you wouldn't find in a traditional you know clothing store, right? And, yeah, and um, walk me walk me through the bras though, Nick, real quick. I mean, are those still? So I seem assume they're like light up bras. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So they're bras that light up. So we kind of sew L wire and cool patterns on top of the bra. Um, so it was, that was our flagship product. And, is that still um, a best? Is that your best seller today? No, no. We quickly realized like, hey, these are awesome, and and we love them, and people love them. But if we want to turn this into a million dollar business, we have to, we have to bring in other products. So okay, so walk me through the product that was the best seller last year and so far this year. What's the product? Um, last year it was definitely our, our light up hoodies. Okay. Light up hoodie. Okay. Walk me through the metrics on this. So, so on a light up hoodie, what does it cost you to make? And then what do you sell it for? Um, so a light up hoodie costs us, um, around 17 to $20 to get here landed. And where is Um, here? Uh, into our warehouses. Where are you? Um, we're, I'm in Santa Monica, California. Okay. Um, but we have warehouses all over the, uh, United States. Got um, we it. use a third-party logistics system. It which, just makes it a lot easier. To which build. logistics tool is that? In case we have other retailers listening, looking for new logistics systems. Um, we use uh, Amazon fulfillment centers. Got it. Great. Um, it's super clean. Like it's literally like your your inventory is in the cloud. That's how I would. Awesome. That's how I would say it. So like literally like you know you get ten orders today or a hundred orders tomorrow. It doesn't change anything other than you got to process those on your computer. You're not physically shipping out 90 extra packages. Got so it. So it costs a little bit more, but then you don't have to focus on that part of your business. You know, focus on what you're really good at. So 20, and, I, and that's a, such an important message to, to everyone listening right now is to focus on what you're good at. It wasn't bras, right? It was, they, were, they, were, they were a sexy thing to sell, obviously, no pun intended. Yeah. But these light up hoodies, $20 cost. What did you sell them for? Um, originally, we brought them in like 70. Uh, then we dropped them to 60. Now they sit at 50. So it's about a two and a half times um, markup. But that's, that's the really, you, you really got to find like a good price point for an item, right? Because a lot of times you just look at your cost and you want to mark it up like three or four X. But honestly, you really have to look at, you know, what's the, what, you know, what's that right price point where you're going to get most people and uh, we got most people at, at, at 50. $50. Yeah. And, and is it, 20 bucks, is that 20 bucks your all in cost? Meaning is the Amazon fulfillment payment, the materials payment, the customer acquisition cost all built into that 20 bucks? No, that's just the, that's just the hard cost. Okay. Uh, what about the our, soft variable marketing spend cost? Yeah. So uh, generally we spend about uh, 15% of um, the product. Um, overall our whole business and our, our whole product line. So we end up spending about six to $7 to acquire a customer. Okay. So you're, you're spending essentially a dollar to acquire a dollar of new top line revenue. Yes. Just on the marketing spend. Yeah. Okay. And walk me through just how big the, the specific light up hoodie is. How many units of those have you sold over the past, say 12 months? Um, over the past 12 months, we've probably sold... I'd say five to seven thousand. Okay, five to seven thousand. So it sounds like you you've passed a hundred thousand units. You articulated earlier. Is that just because you guys have so many SKUs and and that this SKU yeah. at seven thousand is the most? Yeah, we have so many SKUs, and then um, we have so many. Uh, we just have so many kind of good products moving at at the same time. You know, for example, our light up ties are pretty popular, right? Okay, and um, you know, about two and a half of those are at, you know cost the same as. Uh, as one of our light up hoodies. So. so what what is your highest margin product? Is it the tie? Um, the tie is very good, uh, very good margins. We just brought in um, our LED flower headbands. Um, those are those are really nice margins as well. Um, 
we just brought in a cool hoodie called the Electro hoodie, and we use like really shiny fabric, and we're kind of selling it as as a premium kind of version of our of our hoodie, and um, and we have really good margins on those. It's interesting because when you get down to like the lower price point products, so like your twenty dollars items, right? You have better markups there, but at your higher priced items, you're not marking up as much, but you're you have more money per you know sold, right? Does yeah. that make sense? Right? It, like, it, it does make sense. Yeah, and and a lot of you know. You know, I meet with a lot of these people that are that are that are listeners. They 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 follow kind of who I'm talking to. And so, if someone right now listening, at part of the tribe is wondering, "Hey, I'm selling on Etsy. I'm selling on eBay and Amazon. I, you know, I'm selling a physical product. I want to know how Nick is spending seven hundred, you know, seven dollars and five cents to get one new fifty dollars sale of the hoodie. So, are you the one on the team controlling the ad spend? Um, I I still control it at a strategic level. But um, about a year ago, I, I just had to move into the CEO role, and there's just so many things pulling me around that actually uh, my business partner, Don, I uh, kind of crash coursed him on online marketing, and he's killing it now. He's Great. doing better than I am. He's organized. He's very good at execution of strategy, and he's starting to come into his own on developing the strategy. Well, that, I mean, um, so first off, Nick, dude, replacing yeah. yourself, so many people have troubles doing that. So, like, obviously, uh, dude, incredible <laughs> job there. But I want to know, walk me through what channel where you're spending that money is performing the best for you right now. So, um, when we started, I, I, I think part of it was timing. We were, we were lucky in 2012 or and in going into 2013, Facebook, like, cost per click. Like driving a click to your website, you get that for 10 or 15 cents. Like you can't get that anymore. But we built a lot of our early growth um, just being able to drive those uh, cheap clicks. But, um, you know, the big two is where we spend most of our, most of our ad budget and then most of our, our time. And that's Facebook and Google. So if you look at Facebook, um, you have your social media on Facebook and Instagram. And then you have your paid advertising on Facebook. Um, and then on Google, you have you know, AdWords, SEO, um, remarketing, and then uh, and then we do some YouTube advertising as well, okay. which I think is a, is a really cool new channel. And, and help me understand on Facebook mm-hmm. last month, how much you guys spent in total just marketing spent on ads? Um, I'd say probably around $10,000. Okay. And is it about the same on Google or more? Um, they're, they're getting really close because it's, it's a very interesting effect once you start spending um, a lot of money on on Facebook, driving traffic to your website, growing your brand, then your Google ad spend will start to grow as well because then people are starting to search for your product and search for your terms and they start clicking on those ads. For example, you know, you advertise a light up bra on Facebook and then you see a lift on your ad spend and AdWords on light up bras. So is it, would it be, um, so are you leading with Facebook and then Google, the Google spend kind of follows Facebook spend? Is that accurate? Yeah, especially for us because we're building a market here, right? It's one thing if you kind of move into an existing market, like you're selling, you know, uh, CRM software, right? Yep, yep. Then you're then you're you're bidding on a lot of existing keywords and stuff like that, so um, that have a lot of traffic coming in. Whereas for us, and I'm sure for a lot of people out there, if you're building a new market or you're in a new niche, then what you're really doing on Facebook and you know we run YouTube ads, you're kind of educating in your in, in your top funnel informing customers hey this product exists hey this is a product that you should be interested in then you would like and as you do that over you know for now for us it's been three years you really start to build up um 
you know, that organic traffic where people are searching for your brand name or they're searching for your product name. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, as you get up to, you know, 65,000 customers, you get a massive word of mouth effect. Yep. And that's going to, and that's going to really build up, um, you know, the, the Google side of things as well. If you are loving this episode, you will love episode number eight, where we talk to the head of strategy at GoPro, responsible for taking them from $300,000 a year in sales to $300 million in sales. And to celebrate the top tribe, I am giving you guys the chance to win a GoPro and my top three favorite business books. In order to win, simply text the word Nathan to 33. 33- Four 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 again N A T H A N to three three four 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 for your chance to win hundreds of dollars in prizes every week. The first one is a GoPro and my favorite business books. Okay, Nick. So three years in, you guys are crushing it. Help me understand if someone's just starting out and they're wondering, do I use eBay or Amazon or Etsy or one of these new online marketplaces? Walk me through over the history of the business how much you guys would say you've sold on eBay versus Etsy versus your own website? Um, I'd say uh, when we first started off, um, it was probably like for the first two years, it was like, you know, 65, 35. Like we were, it was definitely the 65 was uh, marketplaces, right? And the 35 was their website. Um, And I think uh, part of that is, you know, trust. So when, when you have a new company or a new product, people are, they feel a lot safer going through a marketplace because they, they trust that marketplace. They so, know that if you defraud them, they're going to take care of you. So it was at the beginning, it was like, you know, 65, 35. And you would um, say the 65%, those marketplaces you were on were eBay and Etsy. Is that accurate? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then it started to trend um, and Amazon as well. That's okay. another e-commerce marketplace. Uh, but now it's actually started to trend to back towards that 50-50 mark. And now our website is starting to surpass these online marketplaces. Um, and I think that just is a testament. You know, it, it takes time to build trust. It takes time for people to, you know, um, be like, hey, yeah, I'm willing to buy from these guys. You also have to do other things. Like you have to, um, you know, really be good about, you know, your shipping and your fulfillment. Like you have to be on point. Uh, you have to turn around these products really, really quick. So they know like, yeah, I'm going to go to you instead of, you know, Amazon Prime because I can get it, you know, just as fast. You know, and that's a, such a valuable lesson. It's a gold nugget for those of you listening. Is again, building the trust and leveraging, piggybacking off something that's already bigger than yourself to get started. Like Nick says, he's doing with Amazon, eBay, and Etsy in the early years before, you know, shifting uh, now where it's 50-50 in terms of what he's selling on his website, Electric Styles, versus what he's selling on the marketplace. So Nick, thank you so much for sharing all of that with us. Do you know what time it is? Game time. Dude, famous five time. Are you ready? I love it. All right. (laughs) Favorite business book? Uh, Right now, Jeff Bezos in the age of Amazon. Why do you like that book? Um, Because Jeff Bezos was such a strategic guy. He would come up with the idea for something and then not do it for three or four years because he would wait for like the timing to be perfect. And for me, as the guy that's like, let's go now, let's go now, and let's go now, it's really helped me to realize like you got to take a step back. And then also, you know, really thinking of, you know, outside of the box. You know, uh, Alan Kay says perspective or is is worth eighty IQ points. And you know, Jeff Bezos just did crazy things like uh, Amazon Prime. That's like a no brainer today, right? But like at the time, 
everybody on Amazon's executive team was like, you are stupid, Jeff. You're going to cost us hundreds of millions of dollars. Hmm. And he's like, no, this is the right thing to do. Um, he, he took a page out of uh, Costco's book. And that's why he implemented that. Wow. Well, we'll so, link to that yeah. book in the, in the show notes at nathanlaka.com forward slash the top. Okay, number two, Nick, um, are you... Uh, I'm assuming you might be a conference guy. Maybe go to retailing conferences or something like that. What is the next conference you're going to? Um, I don't have one planned. I was going to ask you if you had uh, any good ones. The last one I went to was Channel Advisor last year. It was, it was good for e-commerce. I oh, enjoyed it. Great. I'm actually headed in a few days out to Denver to the Fit Blogin uh, conference, which I'm nervous about because I think it's going to be a lot of physical activity and I am way out of shape. So we'll see. All right. Number three, what is your favorite online tool like Evernote? Um, I really like Basecamp. Um, I, I read their book, uh, rework and they kind of hooked me into their whole philosophy. And it's just, for me, it's great to just like log into my Basecamp account and just have a, you know, to-do list and just, you know, fire off some things. Yeah. We use it too. It's makes our life so much easier. Okay. Number four, when you guys need something outsourced at electric styles, which website do you typically use for that? Well, they just rebranded themselves. They used to be Odesk. Now they're Upwork. Okay. Um, so we use them to outsource originally just for like graphics every once in a while. But now we actually have some kind of uh, data mining and uh, scraping things that we're doing. And we're leveraging like the whole project on Upwork. And it's super exciting to like outsource, you know, a, a big project like that. And scale. Yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. Well, dude, listen, you're only like 25 years old, you know, so this question is a little bit different for you than some of my yeah. other guests. But if you wish your 20-year-old self knew one thing, what would it be? Um, invest in Bitcoins. That, that's a joke. <laughs> but, but seriously, <laughs> seriously, uh, uh, you know, take your time on execution. Uh, once again, I, it's for me, I can very easily get into this, like, what do we need to do today? What do we need to do today? How do we get that next $100? How do we next get that $1,000? And I think that's important. Like, you need that. But you really need to also realize, like, Hey, like, take your time. Like, you build this to last. Like, you're you're working on something that should be there for years, not for days. You know, like, really take the time to like plan and strategize and know your market before you dive into these things too quickly. I, I've had so many problems that I've created my for myself over the past five years, where if I just step back and said, "Hey, okay, I'm not going to answer these next ten emails. They don't <laughs> have to be answered right now. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to think about this." you know, this problem we have or this, or this new thing that we're bringing in. I think I would have saved myself countless headaches. Uh, you know? so, so for the top tribe, like taking the time to ignore things that are just bugging you so you can focus on being productive is so important. So Nick, look, from, from electric bras scattering across a, your first startup office to 65,000 customers and $1.25 million in revenue last year alone, I want to say congratulations on the success and thank you for making the time to join me. I appreciate it. It's great. I hope to be back on uh, your show sometime to share some other knowledge. Well, I think people are going to have a lot of questions around average sale price and what SKUs are performing and what aren't. So we'll see if we'll make that happen. But in the meantime, where can people connect with you online? Uh, LinkedIn would be great. You can just search my name. And uh, spell your last name for folks. Okay, it's K-N as in Nick, E-U-P as in Paul, E-R. Nick. it got botched in Ellis Island, so that's why it's not all right, Nick, my man. Thank you for the time today. Appreciate it. Yeah, Nathan, it was great talking to you.
In the next episode, number five, you'll see how to go from 1,000 customers to 5,000 paying customers and over $30 million in revenue with under-the-radar business thinker, Kevin Wilkie. This podcast is produced by Oration Recording and is sponsored by Eddie Communications and Roanoke, Virginia's Grandin CoLab, the premier workspace for entrepreneurs and growing companies.